Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host Connor and today we are back from our hiatus and we are taking a look at another deck for 1.5 Imperial Dramon Blue. But it's going to be a bit different from our usual deck profiles. But before we get into that, a little bit of news. The release of the next English language Digimon set, BT4 Great Legend, as well as the release of the next three starter decks, Black, Green and Purple, has unfortunately been delayed. The pre-release has been delayed to June 4th to June 10th, and the official release date for the set is now June 11th. This is a little bit disappointing, but not entirely unexpected. So just move your calendars back a little bit. That is the new release date for BT4. And in other news, we're also going to be receiving even more reprints of 1.0 and 1.5, as well as reprints of the first three starter decks. This is great news for those who struggled to get their hands on products the first time around, especially those starter decks, as they contain cards like Gaia Force, Hammerspark, cards that are staples for the colours, red, blue and yellow. If you haven't yet been able to purchase these starter decks, make sure to check with your LGS to make sure you don't miss out. Now with that news out of the way, it's time for our main topic. Those of you who follow my Twitter or who saw the 1.5 release live stream that we did will know that I have been very keen for 1.5 to release specifically so I could build this deck, Imperial Dramon Blue. This is a very fun deck. It's capable of some really big swingy turns, which is what I love, but it can also be strong and consistent. Now, the eagle-eyed among you may have noticed that the title of this episode, unlike our usual deck profile episodes, it doesn't say deck profile, it actually says deck box. And this is because this episode is a slightly different format to our usual deck profile episodes. We're trying something new. Usually, when I do a deck profile, the profile is an idealized version of the deck. It has exactly the cards I think that should be in it, in the numbers that I think it should have. It's a theory deck, and this is great because it's fun to theory craft. It's fun to give us a version of the deck to strive towards, and it's fun to see, like, the perfected version of a deck. But it's not always possible in the real world to get exactly the cards you want or need for a deck. We all know it's been really hard to get 1.0 and 1.5 cards. I know I personally don't have enough disposable income to always get every card I need, especially when cards are going for $40, $50, $80. So, to that end, I thought that it could be interesting to do a kind of spin-off format of our deck profile series, where rather than talking about the ideal build for a deck, a theory build... I would give you a profile of the actual deck list that I physically have. That is to say, the deck that is actually sitting in my deck box. So, like a regular deck profile, we'll be going over the general strategy of the deck and the specific cards and why they've been included. But as we go along, I'll also talk about which cards I would remove, what I would replace them with, why I felt certain cards were good replacements for missing cards that maybe I didn't get a chance to own. The idea is that some decks we want to build are just completely out of our reach. If you don't own any Mastermon, you can't build a Mastermon deck, for instance. But sometimes you get almost enough cards to fill out your dream deck list. And you're tantalizingly close to the deck that you actually want to build. Now, with our deck box format, I want to show you how a bit of creativity 
lets you build a version of your dream deck even if you don't have every single piece. And also, it's a fun chance to showcase to you listeners the decks that I actually play for myself. I know a lot of you have asked about my Digimon collection, so I wanted to share a piece of it with you all. With that preamble out of the way, let's get to the actual deck. So the Imperial Dramon Blue deck, as the name says, is a blue deck built around Imperial Dramon Dragon Mode BT331. This is an awesome blue level 6 Digimon. It's got some really cool effects and it's great fun to build a deck around. So Imperial Dramon costs 13 to play and 5 to Digivolve. It can either Digivolve from a blue or a green level 5. So there's some flexibility with how you can build this deck, which is Something I love. We've seen a lot more of these cards in 1.5 that can digivolve from multiple colors of Digimon. And I find it really opens up your deck building choices and leads to a lot of creativity in deck building. Imperial Dramon has 12,000 DP. That's pretty standard for a level 6, especially one that costs a bit more to digivolve into. Its first effect reads, When one of your Pyil Dramon or Dino Beemon would digivolve into this card in your hand, Reduce the memory cost of the Digivolution by 2. So although 5 is quite expensive to Digivolve into Imperial Dramon, if you're Digivolving from Dino Beemon or Pyil Dramon, it only costs 3 memory, and that's pretty standard for a level 6. Imperial Dramon has jamming, meaning it can't be deleted in battles as Security Digimon. Uh, there aren't many Digimon that would delete Imperial Dramon out of security anyway. Level 6s and level 7s are pretty much the only things that will do it. But having that confidence is just really nice. Having the confidence to swing in with your big main attacker, knowing that it's probably going to survive is really nice because nothing feels worse than building up to your level 6, attacking, hitting the Omnimon and just losing the whole stack. Finally, Imperial Dramon also has a when digivolving effect. When digivolving, unsuspend all of your Digimon with jamming. So when you digivolve into Imperial Dramon, all of your Digimon with jamming unsuspend. This can be a huge swing. It will often unsuspend one or two Digimon on your side of the board, at least, meaning that you can attack again. And because they have jamming, they're almost certainly going to survive attacking your opponent's security. And the other really cool thing, the thing I really like, is because Imperial Dramon has jamming, it unsuspends itself with your ability. So what you can do is you can attack with your level 5, your Pyil Dramon, your Dino Bibon, you digivolve into Imperial Dramon, you unsuspend it, and then if you have enough memory, you can even attack again then with your Imperial Dramon. Obviously, this leads us in a few different directions. But the deck I wanted to build, the deck I decided to build, is a pretty standard version of the Imperial Dramon Blue deck. It's got a number of jamming Digimon, which you can unsuspend with Imperial Dramon. And I've also included some other unsuspend effects so we can maximize the damage we're doing with our jamming Digimon. And there's also a strong core of cheap Digivolutions, because we want to get to Imperial Dramon as quickly as possible, so we can quickly get ready to drop it and go in for the win. This deck is quite aggressive. It wants to attack early and attack often with jamming Digimon. It's really quick and you can get a lot of attacks in with Imperial Dramon's effect and other unsuspend effects. And it's not uncommon with this deck to attack at least three times in one turn with the same Imperial Dramon. That's something that happens in a lot of games. And it's huge. Attacking three times with your level six, that's fantastic. This deck is everything I love in the Digimon card game. It's a blast to play. I'm very excited to share my list with you all. So let's get into it. First, we're talking about our level twos. And for our level twos, we have first up Demi Vmon, specifically because there's multiple Demi Vmon. 
we specifically use Demi Vmon BT3002. This level 2 gives as an inheritable effect when attacking once per turn. If this Digimon has jamming, trigger, draw, 1. As usual with our main uh, Digi-Eggs, we're playing the full 4 of them. Now a large number of our Digimon have jamming, so this effect is really easy to trigger. I always end up drawing a lot of cards with this deck, and mostly it's because of this Demi Vmon effect. It's really good in this deck. And then to fill out the five Digi Egg slots, we've got one Upamon. Upamon is a blue level two. It gives when attacking once per turn. If your opponent has a Digimon with no Digivolution cards in play, trigger draw one. Now this is an extra way to draw cards. It's especially good against Rookie Rush and Mega Zoo because they're playing Digimon without Digivolving, so you can activate this effect. But in all honesty, this is the first card I would consider changing. This deck is pretty fast. It doesn't often get through all its Digi-Eggs, so we don't really need all five. I can't remember the last time I played this deck and flipped over my fifth Digi-Egg. And every time I've played this deck, when I've flipped up Upamon, I've been disappointed because with all the jamming Digimon in the deck, Demi Vmon is actually much more consistent. We don't have to rely on our opponent putting something into play that will trigger our effect. We can trigger it ourselves. So the first change I think I would make is to take out Upamon and just play four Demi Vmon. And then you don't have to shuffle your Digi-Egg deck before a game, which is a great time saver as well. So that's the first change I think I would make is just to not play the Upamon. So from level two to level three, first up, we have four copies of Vmon BT2021. So we're playing four copies of Vmon. This costs three to play, zero to Digivolve. It has 2000 DP. This is all pretty standard stats for a level three. It's got no main ability, but it does have an inheritable effect that I really like. Your turn, once per turn, when this Digimon becomes unsuspended during your main phase, trigger, draw, one. Now we've got a lot of effects in our deck that unsuspend our Digimon, so we can trigger this effect a lot. Imperial Digimon triggers this effect on itself. So together with Demi Vmon, we're going to be drawing a lot of cards with this deck. We don't need to worry about not having cards in hand. Next up, we play four copies of what is... Definitely the best level 3 in the deck, by far. Vmon BT3021. So this is the other Vmon in 1.5. This Vmon costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve. It has 2000 DP, same stats as the other one. This one has no inheritable effects, but it does have a main effect, jamming. Having a level 3 with jamming means this deck can be really quick at doing damage to your opponent's security. You can attack on turn 2, and jamming means that Vmon is likely going to survive to attack again, or even Digivolve. Also, this gets unsuspended by Imperial Dramon's Digivolve effect. The ability to attack in for damage on turn 2 and not lose your Digimon is really strong, especially in this aggressive kind of deck. And finally, I'll group the last two level 3s together since they're functionally the same card. First, we're playing four copies of Elecmon, and then we're playing two copies of the Gomamon from the blue starter deck. But you can really play these in any sort of mix and match, whatever you have around. I just want to play six of this effect, of, of this card. Both of these Digimon have 3000 DP. They cost two to play, zero to Digivolve, and they have no other effects. And we play these to fill out our level three slots because they're very cheap to play. And in this deck, it often works to our advantage to be able to get a lot of bodies on board. So we can be very aggressive with our attacks. Um, I've played around with replacing the Gomamon, so the two Gomamon, with Garbumon BT1029. That's a level 3 that costs 3 to play, has 1000 DP, and it has an on-play effect that reads Trigger Draw 1, so you draw a card when you play it. Personally, I've found that the deck has enough card draw effects already, but 
Playing a body straight to the board and then replacing it in your hand is pretty strong. So if you build this deck for yourself, that might be a direction you want to take it. So now to the level fours. And the first of our level fours is four copies of Gorillamon. Gorillamon costs six to play. It has 6,000 DP and that's pretty high for a level four. And it also costs just one to Digivolve. Gorillamon's a great beater. It can attack over most opposing level fours. But mainly we want it for that one Digivolve cost. Getting up to Imperial Dramon is pretty expensive because at best it costs three. And that's after we Digivolve out of a level five that also costs three to Digivolve into. So anything that we can do along the way to reduce that cost is helpful. And being able to Digivolve to a level four for just one is excellent. Gorillamon's a really solid level four to fill out our slots with. And playing the full four, I'm happy to do that in this deck. Now our next level four is XVmon. XVmon costs five to play, two to Digivolve. It has 4,000 DP and it has no inheritable effect, but it does have, when Digivolving, unsuspend one of your level four or lower Digimon. This Digimon can actually do a lot in this deck. One of your main plays with this card is attack with the Vmon with jamming. You get a jamming attack and then you Digivolve into XVmon and use its effect to unsuspend itself. So you protect it from follow-up attacks. If you have the memory to Digivolve into this card and keep the turn, you could also use this to get multiple attacks. This is a really sweet card. It actually has a lot of utility in this deck. And I'm happy to play three of these because this is just a really neat effect. And I like this in this deck. Next up, we play three copies of Vidramon BT2026. This Vidramon costs five to play, two to Digivolve. It has 5,000 DP. It's got no inheritable effect, but it does have a main effect. It has your turn. While you have a blue tamer in play, this Digimon gains jamming. Now jamming, obviously very strong in this deck. And having a level four with jamming means that we can go all the way up our Digivolution chain and we can keep jamming at every stage. So we get lots of incidental damage as we make our way up to Imperial Dramon, attacking each turn and then Digivolving. The downside to Vidramon is that it requires a blue tamer to have jamming. Now we've got multiple copies of Davis Montoya, so it isn't unusual for Vidramon to have jamming, but it's certainly not always going to have jamming when we need it to. I've... I've been considering replacing this with Frigimon. That's a blue level four, costs four to play, two to Digivolve. It only has 4,000 DP, but it always has jamming. So the conflict here is between consistency and power. Is the extra 1,000 DP worth not always having jamming? I think personally, I prefer the extra 1,000 DP because then we can potentially take out an opposing level four, but I'm probably going to experiment with Frigimon in the future. And you may find that that's the better way to go when you build this deck. And then finally, to round out our level fours, we're playing three copies of Grizzlymon. Grizzlymon is the standard blue blocker. It's five to play, two to Digivolve. It has 6,000 DP. It has blocker, and it has, when attacking, lose two memory. Now, this is a really solid blocker. The deck tends to be hyper-aggressive, and this is one of the few ways we have to defend ourselves against attacks if we find ourselves on the back foot. Plus, at two to Digivolve, it's not much more expensive than any other level two, so we can always just Digivolve up if we really need to. It's just a solid way to round out our level four slots. Next up, we have our level fives. First up, four copies of Pyildramon. Now, Pyildramon costs seven to play and three to Digivolve, and it can Digivolve from either a blue or a green Digimon. But since we don't have any green level fours, that doesn't really come up. It has 7,000 DP, and it has jamming. 
It also has an inheritable effect. So it has when attacking, once per turn. If this Digimon has Imperial Dramon in its name, unsuspend it. In my opinion, this is easily one of the best cards in the deck. Imperial Dramon can Digivolve from it for just three memory, so it's cheap. It has jamming, so it triggers Demi Vmon's draw ability when you attack. It can also be unsuspended by Imperial Dramon's Digivolution effect. And plus, when you've got an Imperial Dramon on top of Pyeel Dramon, when Imperial Dramon attacks, you can unsuspend it. With Pyeel Dramon and three memory, you can attack with jamming, digivolve into Imperial Dramon, unsuspend itself, attack again, use Pyeel Dramon's effect, unsuspend it again, attack again. Pyeel Dramon is very strong in this deck, especially because it lets us digivolve to Imperial Dramon at a reduced rate, so we play the full four. Next up, three copies of Dino Beamon. Now, the reason I'm only playing three rather than four is because I only pulled three in my pack. So this is one of the cards I had to kind of fill in for. Now, Dino Beamon's a green level five. It costs eight to play, three to Digivolve from either a green or a blue Digimon. It has 7,000 DP and it has both piercing and jamming. So this is an extremely good attacker. It gets past most blockers outside of black decks. It has jamming, which synergizes with Imperial Dramon, and it has piercing, which lets us perform a security check if Dino Beamon attacks and deletes an opposing Digimon and survives the battle. Also, Dino Beamon, like our Pyil Dramon, reduces the cost to Digivolve into Imperial Dramon. So really good card, very solid attacker. Wish that I had four, but I don't. So I've had to fill in that last slot. So finally, we're playing one copy of Aero Vidramon. This costs eight to play, three to Digivolve. It has 7,000 DP. And it has a when Digivolving effect that reads, when Digivolving, if you have a blue tamer in play, unsuspend one of your blue Digimon. So Aero Vidramon can unsuspend almost any Digimon in the deck so long as we've got Davis in play. So that's fairly powerful in this deck, but it's not very consistent, unfortunately. Aero Vidramon also has an inheritable effect, which reads your turn. When this Digimon becomes unsuspended during your main phase, it gains jamming. So this effect, unfortunately, is almost useless in this deck because Blue Imperial Dramon already has jamming. I've put this Digimon into the deck because I needed something to fill in that slot because I didn't open the fourth copy of Dino Beamon. But in retrospect, um, if I still can't find a fourth copy of Dino Beamon, I think I might replace this with Shakaomon. So Shakaomon is a yellow level five. It costs eight to play and three to Digivolve from either a yellow or a blue Digimon. Meaning that even though it's yellow, it still slots into this deck because it can Digivolve from your blue Digimon. It has 7,000 DP, but the real reason that you want to play this is its main effects. First of all, it has your turn. This Digimon is also treated as blue. So on your turn, this Digimon counts as a blue Digimon. So it can Digivolve into Imperial Dramon if you need it to. But finally, Shakaomon has opponent's turn. All of your opponent's Digimon with no Digivolution cards gain security attack minus one. So they don't check any security when they attack into your security, unless they have extra security attacks already. So this is a great tech card to use against Rookie Rush and Megazoo because those strategies, they play multiple Digimon straight to the field with no Digivolution cards. And this card essentially stops those decks from being able to damage your security while it's on the field. My local meta at the game shop where I play has a number of players who play Megazoo decks. They love it. So this card would be very useful because it basically turns those attackers off. Now we make it to the level sixes. And first, of course, we have a full four copies of Imperial Dramon BT3031. That's Imperial Dramon Blue. We've already talked about this card. It's very strong, very good. It's the main strategy. 
So we want to play the full four so we maximize our chances of drawing one in a game. And I was very fortunate, I got four so I can play four. Next, we have two copies of Imperial Dramon Dragon Mode BT3111, also known as Green Imperial Dramon. So this is a green level six. It costs 13 to play, five to digivolve from a green or a blue Digimon. It has 12,000 DP. And just like Imperial Dramon Blue, it has a few effects. First, it has the same cost reduction effect as Imperial Dramon Blue. So if you digivolve from Dino Beamon or Pyil Dramon, it only costs three rather than five. And next, it has piercing, meaning that even Imperial, that, sorry, when Imperial Dramon attacks and deletes an opponent's Digimon and survives, it performs a security check. Finally, it has what your turn once per turn when this Digimon deletes an opponent's Digimon in battle and survives unsuspend this Digimon. So Green Imperial Digimon is very aggressive. It wants to delete opposing Digimon. Now, unfortunately, in this deck, we don't have many ways to suspend our opponent's Digimon to guarantee attack targets. And not having jamming puts Green Imperial Digimon at a small but serious risk of dying in security battles to an opposing level six or seven. This is a strong Digimon if you build a deck around it, but I'm starting to find that in this deck, there isn't quite enough support for it. And I'm considering swapping these out for two copies of Omnimon instead, because that can Digivolve from Blue Imperial Jamon and be used. But that said, when we get stalled out against a board of blockers, having a strong piercer to get through them is pretty nice. And now our last level six is two copies of Puppetmon. Puppetmon is a green level six. It costs 11 to play, three to Digivolve. It has 10,000 DP and it has an on play effect. On play, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. During your opponent's next unsuspend phase, none of your opponent's Digimon can be unsuspended. Puppetmon also has, when attacking, gain one memory. Now, Puppetmon is in the deck for its on play effect. It can really swing a game. It can lock down your opponent's Digimon for the one turn that you need to finish them off. And it's also great to play Puppetmon after a big attack by your opponent. You keep their whole board of Digimon suspended for a turn since they can't unsuspend. This allows you to attack into your opponent's Digimon and because we have a heap of unsuspend effects and we can get a lot of attacks in, you can potentially clear a large number of Digimon from your opponent's board this way, which is really cool. Now the obvious downside to this, of course, is that it costs so much to play Puppetmon and you've got to be really careful when you use it. When you give your opponent that much memory, it can be really dangerous. And if you mistime the Puppetmon drop, you can end up letting your opponent stabilize or even pull ahead of you. So I think I'd like to do a future episode on when exactly in a game to use these big level sixes with splashy effects. But if you know when to use it, Puppetmon, very strong. Now with that, we come to the end of our Digimon cards and the start of our option cards. And currently we're playing just three options in this deck, three copies of Hammerspark. Hammersparks from the Kokaitis Blue starter deck. It's a zero cost blue option card and its main effect is gain one memory and its security effect is gain two memory. So even in 1.5, Hammerspark is still a fantastic option card. That extra memory on your turn can go a long way. It can often be the difference between a turn where you can only play one thing and a turn where you can play something and still attack or you can play multiple Digimon because you always have at least one memory at the start of your turn. The minimum for this card is moving you from one to two. That's the minimum that it's going to do. And that lets you play an Alekmon or a Gomamon and another card. Or it lets you Digivolve into a level four and then play or Digivolve something else. Or attack with that level four. 
This card's also really good defensively because it gives you two memory when it comes out from security. If your opponent triggers it while they were on one or zero, the turn passes over to you. So that means that either your opponent has to play around Hammerspark by making sure they've got at least two memory before they attack, or if they want to get something on board before attacks, then they have to run the risk that their turn might just end after one swing. So gaining memory for free is very powerful and Hammerspark really helps you to get the most out of your turns. And speaking of getting the most out of your turns, we come to our Tamer cards and we're only using one Tamer in this deck, four copies of it, Davis Motor Mia. Davis costs four to play and he has a couple effects. First, Davis is a memory Tamer. That's the jargon term for a Tamer that has the effect start of your turn. If you have two memory or less, set your memory to three. Since our main strategy is a bit on the expensive side, because our best case scenario, remember, is digivolving into Imperial Dramon for three, having the extra memory from Davis is incredibly useful in this deck. And having at least three memory every turn is just great because it helps you get the most out of your turns. Davis's other ability reads, on play, reveal the top three cards of your deck. Add one blue and one green Digimon card among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. This is a great effect. It really helps you streamline your plays and the majority of the deck is blue and green Digimon. So it's really rare that you don't hit viable targets and sometimes you can even grab two Digimon if you flip a Puppetmon, a Dino Beemon or an Imperial Dramon Green. So this can help you to find your Imperial Dramon. It can help you search out the missing link in your Digivolution chain as well. But the best part of this card for me is that like most Tamers, it's got a security effect that puts it into play when it gets checked in security, meaning that you turn your opponent's attack into a free draw from you. And it can even be like it's a free draw where you select the card you want to draw, which is just awesome. In earlier versions of this build, I also played around with including Ken Ichijaji. I've butchered the pronunciation, I know, I'm very sorry. Like Davis, Ken is a four-cost tamer with the memory effect, so it has the memory tamer effect, setting you to three, but Ken is green, and also has your turn. When one of your Digimon deletes an opponent's Digimon in battle and survives, you may suspend this tamer to gain one memory. Now, this effect can be really strong in the right deck. We've already talked about how gaining memory is really powerful, but I found that we just aren't attacking our opponent's Digimon often enough for this effect to really shine, so I went for the full four Davis cards instead. Also, Ken being green doesn't trigger our effects that need blue tamers on the field. And that's the deck. It's a very aggressive blue deck that plays very quickly, and that's a playstyle I really enjoy. Imperial Dramon's unsuspend effect lets you get multiple attacks in one turn. It can lead to some huge turns, and I love that swingy feel. Plus, all the draw effects and Davis mean that the deck is relatively consistent, and I find that it's pretty rare you'll have a completely dead hand. As those of you who watched our 1.5 box opening live stream know, I was very fortunate to pull enough Imperial Dramon and support cards to build this deck, but even then I didn't really get any free piece I wanted. I'm still missing Dino Beemon, for example. But I hope that this episode has given you a little bit of insight into how, when deck building, you can build around those missing cards with a little creativity. Plus, I know that I have been asked before about my collection, so showing off one of the decks that I play regularly, the actual physical build of the deck that I play, has been really fun, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. So you've heard enough from me, and now I would like to hear from you. Our listener question of the week is, what would you change about this deck? What cards do you think I should take out or put in? 
Tweet your answers using the hashtag, hashtag MemoryGagePodcast, or post them in the Memory Gauge Podcast Facebook group, and you could receive a shout-out at the top of next week's episode. If you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, tweet at me, at ConnorEFMG, or email me at MemoryGagePodcast at gmail.com, or join our Facebook group. Always happy to hear from you, listeners. New episodes come out each week. Be sure to follow the Memory Gauge podcast on your podcast service of choice to stay up to date. And thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out. Mm